This is Grace Grit and Getting It Done, the podcast for women who want to focus on their personal development and their professional priorities, increase their earnings, expand their influence, and advance up the leadership ladder all the way into the C-suite. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. My podcast, Grace Grit and Getting It Done, offers a practical guide for women working in the corporate arena. Weekly episodes feature conversations with recognized experts, authors, and influencers. I'm covering topics from navigating corporate culture and coping with gender bias to prioritizing self-care and managing work-life balance. For more information, or if you'd like to contact me, send an email to lisa at bigsky.coach. Gender bias is not a myth. The pay gap is real. Racial discrimination is not a myth. It's a harsh reality. One of the most glaring impacts when gender bias and racial bias intersect can be found in the lack of diversity in senior leadership. And this is true across all industries, all organizations, government agencies, and institutes of higher learning. A 2022 study by McKinsey showed that women are still, today, dramatically underrepresented in senior leadership. Only one in four C-suite executives is a woman, and only one in 20 C-suite executives is a woman of color. This same study referenced the phenomenon known as the broken rung. That's that first critical step from entry level up into the ranks of management. For every 100 men promoted from entry level to a role in management, only 87 women are promoted. And for women of color, that number is even lower. For every 100 men promoted from entry level into a role of management, only 58 women of color are promoted. And this is despite the fact that women are now asking promotions at a similar rate to men. Let me repeat that. Women are now asking for promotions for higher pay into the ranks of management at a similar rate to men. So the result, simply put, is that there are fewer and fewer women found at every level of management as we move up the leadership ladder and even fewer women of color. So what can we do to resolve this systemic inequality? Well, My guest today, Susanna Alva, has some strategic solutions to address this issue. Susanna is a leadership coach and a career success strategist. Susanna empowers women of color to show up unapologetically so they can articulate their values with confidence, elevate their position, and increase their pay. Susanna, welcome. I'm so Thank glad. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to connect with you and your audience today. You have such an important message, but before we jump in, I want to start with your title, which is Chief Encouragement Offer. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Chief Encouragement Officer comes from a place of reminding women that they are Um, worthy of being seen, valued, and heard. And the best way to be able to do that is to encourage them to own their magnificence, own their uh, incredible work ethic, and own who they are so they can show up unapologetically. So that's where Chief Encouragement Officer comes from. I love that. I just have to share a little story from a a mentor of mine who said, when you ask a man to do the impossible, he'll either say, oh, it can't be done, 
or he might say, well, I can do half of it. Or mm-hmm. he'll go and ask a woman to help him. Yeah. <laughs> ask a woman to do the impossible. She goes, okay, we got work to do. And she rolls up her sleeves. So that's right. I think your message of empowerment and encouragement is just so well-timed. Thank you. What are some of the common challenges you help your clients overcome from being able to really own their expertise and know their value and their worth? What are some of those common challenges? Yeah. I think some of the challenges begin in be just the the sheer fact of being seen. I think for many of us, um, especially for women who look and sound like me, um, there is this notion that we are to be seen, but not necessarily heard. Um, and I think that it comes from a place of you are to you are worthy of being seen and being heard. That you add value to whatever organization you are at simply because you are you, not because you have to perform, not because you have to earn a certain title, not because of anything else. Just simply because you are uniquely who you are. Um, and I think that that's one of the challenges that my clients face when we are starting to work together. The other challenge is being able to identify their shape, right? And so when when I talk about shape, many women are like, girl, I have to lose 10 pounds and I have to do this and I have to do all this other stuff. Um, and that's not it. Your shape is your strengths, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your expertise. That is what we're talking about when we're talking about your shape and being able to tap into all of those things so that you can show up unapologetically. Oh my God, that is a superpower tool. Please repeat that shape. I want to hear that acronym again. Sure. So your shape is your strengths, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your expertise. That that is brilliant. Um, In just a little bit, I want to share more information about your career advancement program called Elevate Her. But before we get there, Mm -hmm. how do you coach your clients through what we know to be a double standard where in a leadership role, a man can be called passionate, whereas a woman Mm. showing the same level of enthusiasm can be called crazy, overheated, whatever. How how do you help your coach your clients through that double standard? Yeah, I think the first thing that I coached them through was a lesson that took me entirely way too long to learn. And that was Other people's opinions of you are none of your business. And I'm going to say that again. Other people's opinions of you are none of your business. And I think that as women, we get to this place where we want everyone to feel comfortable. We want everyone to like just be in in a place where they are safe around us. Um, And that has not always been the case for many women who look like me. It's not always been safe for us. And so when I got to the place of, I know what my unique value proposition is. And the truth is that I need to share that because it is a gift and gifts are meant to be given. And so when you operate from a place of sharing your gift, it's going to make some people uncomfortable, but that is not the place for you to pitch your tent um, and stop sharing and showing up unapologetically because you don't wanna make other people uncomfortable. Um, when we look at the landscape of just business and and leadership, if if leaders were more concerned with the opinions of others, then transformation would not happen. And I think that that is one of the places that as women, we have to get comfortable enough 
to know that we bring incredible value, we we are incredibly talented, and that other people's opinions of us are none of our business. Yeah, I love that. It's um, in therapy, it's it's a them problem. It's not a me problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I want to turn a little bit to your story and how you started uh, coaching. And I mean, obviously, as women, we know there's a disparity in pay and acknowledgement and all of yeah. that. But when did you have that turning point where you said, okay, this is so much bigger than me. I have to do something to help every other woman on this path. Sure. Um, man, I think the, the first instance of that was that it was happening naturally in and of itself. Um, I was in a leadership role where I used to lead from a very hot place. And to explain what hot stands for, hot stands for humble, open, and transparent. And oh. so I wanted I wanted my team to feel seen, valued, and heard, but I also knew that within certain parameters, there were going to be places where I was holding on to stars and I knew that they could shine and they could thrive in other environments. And so as the leader that I was and still am, anytime a new opportunity came across my desk that I thought a team member of mine would be a good fit for, I would encourage them to pursue it. And that I kept running into people telling me that's not normal. Like people don't don't share those types of opportunities. Like I can't believe you're coaching them to what to say on the interview and how to negotiate their salary, and they're still working for you. And and the the part of me was there is so much more than just me, right? There is so much more for the well being of this individual. And I also knew that in certain places and spaces, there was a, a cap within their earning potential. And so who was I to be to hinder them from being able to move forward? So I think that that was the kind of first like experience coaching uh, professionals to pursue better for themselves. And in many cases, what I loved about it while we were still working and employed at this organization was that it helped them to see themselves in ways that they they just didn't have the capability to do so, right? And so they would be like, you think I could do that job? I absolutely do think that you can do that job. And here is how. And I think that that just came from a place of, I wish someone had done that for me. And for the, the folks who did do that for me, it was a way of me paying it forward. So that was kind of how I got into coaching. Um, and then fast forward now, I've launched my own practice and now I'm helping other women to, to do the same. I love the practical experience, but I also really want to note to all the listeners, you're talking about transformational leadership. Yeah. which is the leader who not only motivates and inspires their team, but mm -hmm. also helps them develop professionally. For and sure. so many times in this old school style of leadership, command control, it's yeah. very much about, it's a transactional where a leader may have someone on their team where they're just doing great work and they hold on to them. Yeah. <laughs> so restrictive and so confined and just absolutely so counterintuitive. So I, I really, you know, you've described transformational leadership and I so appreciate you doing that. So talk yeah. a little bit about you saw the vision of your business and, you know, you left your job in higher education and you moved into starting your own business as a solar. Yeah. What were some of uh, the learnings 
as you made <laughs> so a couple a couple of things right the, the first part was understanding who was it that I wanted to coach and and why I wanted to do that I mean I think it's I think it's super powerful when you can identify I want to be able to transform people's lives I want to be able to help people um but the truth is that there's a whole bunch of people who can do that right there's doctors who are helping people day in and day out there's therapists that are helping people day in and day out and so for me it came down to there just wasn't enough women in leadership number one and there wasn't enough women in leadership who looked like me um, and the resources that were available for the women that were in leadership were very good in theory, but lacked practicality. Um, and so for me, when I started to kind of move into this coaching realm, a lot of what I teach is practical steps to move you forward. Um, and and I, I love the theory. I think that that is awesome, but show me the how. Um, and I really do believe that when you can take someone behind the curtain to show them the how, that is where you have now led that horse to water and now you're teaching them how to drink, right? Um, and that is the also area where you are propelling them forward so they can pay it forward. Um, I think for me, it's become so much bigger in terms of this is a legacy that we're building and that we're creating and an environment of transformation um, and going back to just that transformational leadership, for me, it's leaders, true leaders lead with an open hand, whereas managers lead with a closed fist. Yeah. And to give you some context in terms of why I say an open hand, an open hand leader that leads with that type of mentality, they create cultures that are so sticky that their people don't want to leave. Right. Like they want to stay there. Right. But when you are managing with a closed fist, you find that people are trying to get out. No, like they're trying to help me exactly. <laughs> get out of this situation, you know, so I wanted to be able to teach what it looked like to lead with an open hand and without competition, because one of the things that I noticed with our women was that there were so little positions that were available to women to be seated at the table that it created that created this competitive nature right. amongst each other and it's like you're my sister and so when you win i win exactly so I, want to, I want to equip you so like that we can win exactly and so that's that's where that came from there is such a power in having that circle of support which can include men and women but um, I think it was Madeleine Albright said that any woman who discriminates against a woman has a special place in hell. That's not just for, <laughs> uh, or something I'm paraphrasing. Um, let me ask you, um, what mm -hmm. kind of advice or encouragement would you give your younger self? Oh, man. Um, if I were to be able to connect with Susanna, younger Susanna, because I believe we're all 21 plus shipping and handling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would tell her, do it afraid. Um, do it afraid. Do it in the midst of the tears. Um, yeah. And and find your people. I think that 
when you're starting off in your career, there is so much where you feel like you need to prove yourself. You feel like you need to perform. You, you like you, you're at all by all means necessary. You are going to push yourself forward. Um, and what I have found to be true is that when you are supported and surrounded by the right group of people, you can move forward. But it takes courage to be able to put yourself out there to find who your people are. Yeah. Um, I grew up in, in New York City, which is a very busy, busy city. Um, and there was a lot of just trauma from the area in which I grew up. And there was a lot of, I need to defend myself. I need to protect myself. I can't let anyone in. So I had built up a wall that took a long time for me to identify the reason why I was struggling in moving on. The reason why I was struggling in building connections was because there was so much that I had built up in, in efforts to protect myself that I was missing out on opportunities for people to genuinely want to love on me, to genuinely want to, to see me grow and pour into me. So I would say to younger Susanna, do it afraid, find your people and make sure that you are supported and surrounded. Oh, I love that. Will you repeat that, please? Yes. So do it afraid. Find your people and make sure that you are supported and surrounded by the right group of people. Oh, those are brilliant words of advice. Um, so I want to just drop in right now because I know people are going, who is this woman? And I got to find her. <laughs> so you're on, you're on LinkedIn. And I am. And find Susanna Briscoe Alba. That's Susanna. Yes, beautiful name, Briscoe, B-R-I-S-C-O-E. And then the second name is Alba, A-L-B-A. Now, I just want to also mention, uh, you have a amazing program, Elevate yeah. Her Career mm -hmm. Advancement. And I know there's a component of group coaching there. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, you know, it ties in with what you were saying about find your circle of support find your crew. Sure. Just talk a little bit about the benefits your clients have when they join your program, if only from this one component, which is group coaching. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the one of the pieces within the program is to build your network, right? That's one of our like core Critical. foundations. Yeah. And and within that, I would be remiss if I didn't create an environment where you could network. And so within Elevate Her, when we are coming together as a group, what I love the most when that happens is that there will be days where some of the women will show up and they'll just feel really dejected or really defeated or they're struggling with something and, and no one seems to understand. But they come into the group and some, one of their other sisters is like, hold on a second, you're not shining as bright as you usually are. And so we create this environment where it is safe for you to unpack some of that, because if you don't, you're going to struggle with, with just the thoughts. And sometimes all you need is that encouragement from someone else to help you see, okay, these are my possibilities, right? So we talk about building your network because your network in many cases has a direct impact on your network. And so yeah. these women are, they're high achievers, they have positions, they're usually in career transition or leadership transition. So they're trying to find others that they can connect with. 
Um, we talk about negotiating and what negotiating looks like. I think a lot of people have the misconception that you negotiate just your salary, but there's so much more around that negotiation conversation. Um, and so we create a, a space and an environment within Elevate Her that you leave elevated. The whole idea is for you to leave better than you walked in. And, and in, in those eight weeks, one of the biggest components is building your network and, and having that, that support, that encouragement within the program. We go through your resume. We go through your LinkedIn profile. We go through all of the things to make sure that you are showing up, that you're building your brand, but also that you are supported and surrounded. I love that. One of the things that I think is so important as a woman is many times we're like, I can take care of it, I can do it. And then all of a sudden yeah. we realize we're facing the same problem as another woman. And I think that's the brilliant of group coaching is that thought of, yeah. I'm not the only person experiencing this. And I've got a mentor coach, I am <laughs> also experienced and traveled through it and has practical strategies. I, I just really, I find that just really critical. Um, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the different challenges when someone first goes into an entry-level management job versus mm -hmm. they're moving into mid-management moving and then moving into a senior management role because sure. aren't there different challenges at every level? Oh, absolutely. At your first entry point of management, the biggest thing is going to be able to identify where the boundary lines are, especially if you are moving up within the same organization, because now a lot of your um, colleagues in many cases are your subordinates, right? Right. And so how do you how do you navigate that change in a way that they can still feel like they can come to you, but in a way that sets the tone that you are now the leader. Um, and so that's one of the challenges that we talk about. The second one is that middle management position. And that is what I like to call the squeeze. <laughs> and the reason that it becomes yes. the squeeze <clears throat> is because you have you have upper level leadership that is expecting you to share a message with those that are reporting into you. And many times, well, not many times, but sometimes that message that is coming from the top is not necessarily a message that you agree with. Correct. But it still is something that needs to get done with the team. And so in that squeeze position, the biggest part is managing your energy and managing how you show up. Right. Just because there is a decision that was made above you does not necessarily mean that you need to take that out on the people who are on your front line. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have not been able to manage your energy and understand your unique value proposition when it comes to that middle management squeeze position, um, the way that you respond and the way that you show up can be really can make or break you. Right. So I think that that's that's one of the challenges in middle management. And then when you get to the C-suite or the that kind of higher level position. I think there's another component of not, Well, how do I show up? I think there's a there's a part of you where you go through like an identity crisis, almost kind of like you're in the matrix because you still you're like you're excited to be at the table finally right you like you got your seat at the table right. and then you get to the table and you're like oh my gosh this is not at all what i expected who are these people and why are they here because they're not leaders 
right? Absolutely. And I think for, I can only speak from my experience, but I had to be able to manage my energy in that when I was speaking to something that I was passionate about, that I was assertive on, that I had data backed information, I was going to that like that's where I was going to stand on. And I had to be okay with the fact that some people would misunderstand me, that mm-hmm. some people would would title me as the angry black girl or the angry brown girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I knew within Susanna that what I was doing and what I was saying was data backed and it was also true to my mission and my vision and the values that I held. Right. Um, and so I think when when you get to that C-suite level, you have to be very aware of what your guiding star is, because if you're not, you're kind of just bend and sway with everything. And then it's like, well, now you're a pushover because whatever this person goes and says, you're going to go with that or whatever this person goes and says, you're going to go with that. You know, so I think once you get to the C-suite level, that that is also a, a place where I think you need community so much. Absolutely. Um, Because there's so much that is going on, so much that is new to you in many cases, that if you don't have the right community, if you don't have a sounding board or or someone that you can trust. um, One of the things that I tell the ladies within Elevate Her is that within their network, they should have a sponsor and they should have a um, mentor. And a sponsor is going to be someone who can speak to your work ethic, who who sees new opportunities and they're not afraid to share your name in rooms you've never stepped in. Exactly. But a mentor is going to be someone who can give you feedback, who can ask you some difficult questions about yourself that you are comfortable saying, you know what, I really need to work in this area. And so at the C-suite level, you need to have those two people. And then the third, I would say, would be a coach to be able to get get your mind right, right? In terms of when you start to feel like, oh no, I can't do this, or I feel like I need to shrink or retreat, your coach is going to be like, absolutely not. You have all of the strategies that are necessary. This is why you need to move forward. This is why you can you can do this job with confidence. So I, I think at each one of those levels, there's a certain level of, of development that needs to happen. There's a certain level of self-leadership and self-awareness that yes. needs to happen. Um, Oh, and I would say the last thing is there has to be a certain level of you being comfortable saying no without having to offer explanation. Absolutely. No is a complete sentence. I am so in agreement with you. Oh, I have so many more questions, but let me let me circle back to sure. one of the things you just shared, which is that absolute requirement to stand in integrity. Yeah, to understand what the intention is behind the integrity. In other yeah. words, you know, if you have a team, you're going to motivate and inspire them to reach mm-hmm. their full professional potential. And you also have to do that with yourself, which is, I love your use of the word energy because it's really essential to maintain yeah. one's energy and be very focused and clear and intentional. So Absolutely. let me jump back after commenting on what you said, because that was a brilliant <laughs> answer. I mean, that's that's like a book right there. <laughs> I also want to ask you when you're doing your TED talk, but let me circle back to you. Why is it so important for any woman who wants to step into a role of higher leadership yeah. to not only have a mentor who's going to actually guide direct support, and a sponsor yeah. who's going to talk about her when she's not in the room, but a yeah. coach who's going to help yeah. 
hold her accountable because so many times, and I've heard it from many women, um, you know, I don't really, I don't have time for a coach, which I'm mm. like, oh, you better make time for a coach. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. like, uh, what, what, what is your response to that? Yeah. And when, when I hear women say that my, my follow-up question is, well, what is your understanding of coaching? Thank you. Right. Because when we look at the world of athletics and by no means am I an athlete, honey, this body was built for comfort. <laughs> But when we see some of the most amazing athletes out there, it's because they've had a coach who has been able to give them strategy, give them pointers, give them plays to run with, with efficiency. And right. I think that one of the things that is so, um, is just challenging for people to wrap their head around, especially in this world of coaching is because it's so new. And so the expectation is that, well, at my employer, they should be able to pour into me or, or they'll give me professional development. And the reason why a coach becomes so important for you is because I think of it like the fresh laundry system, laundry kind of, uh, yeah, system. When you do laundry within the first two or three days, your laundry smells incredible right? Like, it's just, it's so good. But by like day five or six, it's like, okay, I need to wash this again. And I need to get it back to that series of it smelling good. The same is true when you go into a professional development conference, or you take a professional development course, like while you're taking it, you feel so empowered, you feel so excited. But somewhere along the line, Somewhere when you get back into the office, somewhere when someone rubs you the wrong way, it's like, okay, the fresh laundry scent is gone. Right. And now I feel like I need to go through this again. Um, and so your coach, right before you hit that point of losing the fresh scent, they're like, uh -uh, apply this strategy and then you're back where you need to be. And I think that when you are able to understand it that way, and it might just be me because I do tons of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> that I use that reference, but that is exactly what it is when you have a coach right at that point where it's like, okay, I need to start all over again. No, you just need to apply these strategies so that you can get back to that sense of clarity. And then right. the other part to it, I think that for many women, and hear me when I say this, hear my heart, for many of you, it's not that you need clarity, you need courage. Mm -hmm. It's not that you need clarity on what your next step is because you know exactly what it is. You need the courage to take that next step. And so as your coach, we come alongside you with the work of your mentor, with the work of your sponsor to propel you in that place. And so that is why when I hear a woman tell me, oh, well, I don't have the time for coaching or it's so expensive or I like I can't do that. My my next question is, well, how how much more expensive is it for you to stay in the same position? Exactly. Year after year, month after month, struggling with the same thing. Wouldn't you want the strategies to move you forward? Right. Exactly. And so one of the things that I teach and elevate her is that you are the asset and yeah. no one is going to own your career like you are. So you need to have a strategy. Exactly. Exactly. That's one thing that I think is really critical that you offer um, is that you need to go and negotiate um, with a colleague that maybe you don't see eye to eye. What's the practical strategy there? What are the steps? Right. And to actually know, oh, if I take these steps in this order, 
I will get to that place oh, yeah. to go. And I, I also love your analogy with sports because all athletes that are super successful actually run the plays in their mind. Yes. And many times when you offer a strategy to a client and you say, okay, visualize it, visualize you doing it successfully. Mm -hmm. Subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what really has happened in the world right. and what's visualizing. So right. the practical step-by-step -step strategies that you offer in Elevate Her Career Advancement Program, I just think are brilliant. Please share um, again how <laughs> listeners can find you on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Sure. Absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn, just Susanna Briscoe Alba is my name. Um, and you can search for me there. You'll see CEO show up, Chief Encouragement Officer. And then on Instagram, you can find me at I am underscore Susanna Alba. Um, no relation to Jessica Alba, but the same way that you would spell her name is how you can find me. Um, yeah, and I'd love to connect with you, even if it's just like for five, 10 minutes, Susanna, what is your opinion? That, like sometimes you just need that, that ability That's to have someone boring. to connect with. That sounds yeah. important. Well, what's so brilliant about your coaching, you, your program, is that you actually experienced exactly what you coach around. Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, you know, and I'll just be very honest, there are a lot of coaches that have truly not experienced the corporate mm. arena or coaching women in the corporate arena. And, you know, great. They could be helpful. I maybe, mm. I don't know, but your practical experience combined with your intentionality to yeah. see that more women, specifically women of color, are in mm -hmm. these leadership roles because less acknowledge the world's in a mess. Yeah. And we need greater diversity and leadership. And the yeah. reason we need that is we need different insights, greater perspectives, wider perspectives to create the solutions that are so needed at this time. So how can um, listeners enroll in your program? What would you encourage them to do? Sure. So the best way is by either visiting me on LinkedIn or sending me a message on Instagram and just tell me the word strategy. I'll know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and if you send me a direct message in LinkedIn or direct message on Instagram, we'll send you the information to learn more about the program, to enroll in the program and schedule at least the first 15 minutes to see if I'm the right coach for you. That's another thing that is very important, that while I want to serve everyone, we may not be a good fit right so to be able to have that conversation um but at least you'll walk away with strategy for your next best role so that's either sending me a dm in um instagram or a private message within linkedin that just says the word strategy and we'll send you information on how we can connect awesome and linkedin again is susanna briscoe alba and yep. instagram is i am underscore susanna alba that's it. and one of the things that i think is so important for any woman listening is don't do this alone get an expert if you are trying to do something advance in your career get that next role maybe career transition into another industry yeah. you don't yeah. have to do it yourself and Susanna's program not only offers you that circle of support where you can actually create a network of peers yeah. But you've also got an excellent guide, a coach, a combination mentor sponsor who can see the light inside you and remind you when you're struggling, uh, which we all need that encouragement. Yeah. We all need that encouragement. So, For Susanna, sure. it, 
if there was one message you really wanted listeners to take away today with them to just mm -hmm. kind of encourage them and go, oh, right, that did inspire me. What, what is that message? Just one? <laughs> okay, as many as you, you know, not all day to listen to your girlfriend. So share, share. And I would say the, the first thing is remember that you are worthy of being seen, valued, and heard. You are worthy of those things. Yes. And for those of you who perhaps have backgrounds that are similar to mine, you are worthy of being seen, valued, and heard. Um, the other thing I would say is don't feel like you need to do it alone. There is no need for you to do it alone. There's strength in numbers and there's a reason why. Um, and the last one would be just reach out and reach up. You know, I think a lot of times when we are in our career and we're moms and we're wives and we're we're bad bosses at work and we're doing all of these things, it confines us into a silo. Um, and in some cases, it makes us feel like we can't reach out or my goodness, what would they think if they knew? Right. This is why being supported and surrounded becomes so important. So reach out and reach up. Um, and I promise you, we will be there to help you up. Oh, I love your message. So <laughs> and Susanna's program is Elevate Her Career Advancement yes. Program. And yes. you can find her on LinkedIn, Susanna Briscoe Alba. She is a CEO, Chief Encouragement Officer. That's right. We all can use some encouragement. <laughs> or you can follow her, please do, as I do on LinkedIn. I am underscore Susanna Alba. Susanna, absolutely my pleasure today to speak with you. Oh. And um, I feel like I need to get into your program because <laughs> I, I need I need support. We all do. We all do. So and you. what a joy. What a joy to be able to just share some practicality um, and be able to connect with you, Lisa. Uh, I think the fact that you and I have connected is so true to, to the importance of supported and surrounded. Because yeah. what many may not know is that you and I didn't know each other a couple of weeks ago. Um, and what an opportunity to be able to come together to lock arms for the sake of helping women grow, earn, and thrive. Um, so if, if you didn't get anything from this podcast today, let that be your reminder of how powerful it is when you are supported and surrounded. It creates so many new opportunities for you. So thank you so much for trusting me with this message and your audience. Oh, my absolute honor and my pleasure. And I so thank you, Susanna. One more time, Susanna's program is Elevate Her Career Advancement Program. If you're a woman who wants to step into a higher role of leadership, and I encourage you to do it, to create mm. the change that makes the difference so needed at this time, reach out to Susanna. You can find her on LinkedIn, Susanna Briscoe Alba, or you can follow her on Instagram where she posts awesome 60 second <laughs> strategies that will kickstart your energy and your courage. I am underscore Susanna Alba, and I encourage anyone listening, become the leader that you would follow so you can create the change that makes the difference. Thanks, Susanna. Thank you. Thank you so much. My, My absolute pleasure. pleasure. Thanks for listening to Grace, Grit, and Getting It Done. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. If you'd like more information or to contact me directly, send me an email, lisa at 
bigsky, B-I-G-S-K-Y dot coach. Lisa at bigsky.coach. Thanks for listening.